Greetings, everyone. You are listening to KYRS Medical Expo Can on 88.1 and 92.3 FM. And you are listening to Art Hour, hosted by myself, Mike Malsom, and Eric Woodard. To help promote the exciting Black Lives Matter mural project that is now in progress in downtown Spokane, Art Hour would like to replay an earlier interview we had with Brandon Johnson, a young and talented black artist who is starting to make an impact in Spokane's art scene. So sit back and take a listen to how Brandon got started in art and what his dreams and goals are as he strives to make a career as a full-time artist. And today we have a guest whose name is Brandon Johnson and is fairly new to the Spokane community, um, but uh, exciting new up-and-comer um, in the art world here, and um, it'll be exciting to get to know Brandon today. So welcome, Brandon. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so Brandon, let's just kick it off. Give us a little bit of a, a background on how you ended up here in Spokane, and then we'll, and, and then we'll kind of get going with uh, your interest in art. Sounds good. So I ended up in Spokane about two and a half years ago. Came out here with the Air Force, and I decided to stay and just pursue art full-time. I really like the area. Um, I went to Terrain when I first got here. A friend invited me out to that, and I noticed like how big of an event it was and how involved the city was getting into it. And I've always loved doing art, and it's always been a way that I express myself. So I decided to apply for the next year's Terrain, and with that, I just spent a lot of time focusing on my craft, getting ready, and... I mean, here I am. Uh, I just, you know, kept kept pursuing art and uh, ended up going to school for it. And, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now. So when you say you've always loved doing art, wh- how did that start? What did you do? How did that journey begin? And how did it get you here? Uh, as a child, uh, I was always pretty artistic. Um, me and my little brother, we were both, we would compete doing art and just kind of challenge each other. I mean, yeah, now young boys get down. They're always, you know, competition, pushing each other. But my older brother, he used to draw a little bit when he was in high school, and we always looked up to him. So eventually we just kind of started doing our own thing, and we kept drawing, and yeah. So uh, you talked about uh, competing um, with your brothers. So I know that um, prior to your or, or you're in the military for eight years in the Air Force. Is that correct? Yeah, I served for eight years active duty. And also, um, I thought this was very interesting, is uh, you were a, a rank nationally as a Greco-Roman wrestler. Yeah, that's correct. So you have a couple, um, you have the military and you have this wrestling background, uh, pretty intense wrestling background, as well as this competition. So to me, that says there's some sort of uh, inner drive or a part about your personality that really likes the discipline of of goal setting and achieving goals. How, and how does that work towards your art? Definitely. So with wrestling and the military, it kind of goes hand in hand with the, the discipline and the routines that they taught us and just kind of, uh, you know, raising or rising above adversity and, you know, accomplishing your goals when they seem so far and unachievable but just finding the drive and will just to keep hammering and pursue the things that you wanted so uh, I bring that same type of discipline into art with me and then also like with school we have like a variety of uh, different classes and different mediums that I have to learn and with that I try to challenge myself and put forth my best effort in every single project I do like I always said I set out to make every new creation better than my last one so 
Now, when you say discipline in your art, what does that look like? I mean, do you have, do you do it at the same time every day? Do you do it like a certain number of hours every day? What does that look like? Um, Honestly, I don't have a specifically set schedule besides going to school, but every day I'm always dedicating extra time to my personal artwork and then also just dedicating time to the assignments that I have to get done and uh, creative ideas. But for me, I'm almost like, I'm a a night owl, so... I I usually draw most of my creative inspiration, I don't know, like in, and when everyone else is asleep, that's kind of when my mind's the most active and I start really thinking and getting into just different ideas, new ideas and just, you know, finding inspiration and I don't know, that's just kind of how my mind works. So. Now when you, and when you say you started to draw, uh, you work in other media too, correct? What I do. what else do you what other kinds of things do you do? So lately I've been getting into three-dimensional design. So that involves uh, sculpture. Uh, Right now I'm taking a ceramics course, so I'm learning how to, you know, make pottery. I'm learning how to work on the wheel. And that's another really great thing about SFCC is how diverse the classes and courses that offer are and, um, you know, how they push you to uh, focus in different mediums and just really excel. And they really, like, force you to step out of your comfort zone in so many different areas. But... Uh, some of my favorite mediums are charcoal, acrylic painting, and lately I've found uh, three-dimensional design to be something that I'm leaning towards as well. Um, so you're going to Spokane Falls, right? And That's is your right. goal to get a degree in art and go maybe further, get a more advanced degree in art, or are you looking at, um, as part of your discipline, to just have a, uh, a generic background and then go off on your own do you have any goals future goals regarding that uh, there's a few goals that i have so first of all i want to just secure my associates in fine art degree and from there i want to go forward and uh, get my bachelor's in fine arts degree but i also have a real love and uh, aspiration to become a tattoo artist so that's one thing that i've uh, been uh, seeking out as an apprenticeship but uh, honestly when i started going to school my plan was just to get as good at the craft as possible and uh, diversify myself to where I can master any medium and set myself aside or set myself apart from everyone else who's looking for an apprenticeship. But the ultimate goal is to be a fine artist and a tattoo artist. And and to be able to do that full time as a, as a living as full time uh, yeah as a living and oh, just, yeah make my good. complete living off of art. So what, um, for somebody that's coming, we're both educators, and uh, there's a lot of high school students that um, have an interest in art, because mm-hmm. maybe it's fun, or that's something they did as, as kids and things like that, but what would you recommend, or what has helped you the most by going to, uh, like, Spokane Falls, in terms of the curriculum and what they're having you do there? Uh, I would say the main thing that's really pushed me to excel at Spokane Falls is just the fact that Uh, You have so many projects coming at you at one time, so you have to learn how to manage your time wisely and also, like, work within deadlines. So uh, trying to do your best work within deadlines is going to ultimately help you become a better artist, more disciplined artist, and it's going to force you to uh, work under pressure and become more creative. Um. So uh, Carl Richardson, the, one of the, the teachers, I think, is a director there. So, yeah, he's the director of the program. Yeah, so, um, which I, I think he's, uh, he's been around a long time and done an amazing job. Have you gotten any advice from, from like Carl, any of the other profs, that you found has been really valuable and, and uh, stretching you? Definitely. Uh, Carl, actually, he was um, 
we sat down one day and he kind of motivated me to pursue my education on a higher level. And he also got me involved with the program. I met him at Terrain 9, I believe. So that was the first Terrain I was featured in. And uh, when I was showing my work, I was trying to make sure that I went out of my way to talk to everyone who approached my work and kind of get the public reaction that you don't really uh, perceive when, you know, it's just your family and friends looking at your art. So he was one of the spectators that was looking at a piece. And I started talking to him, found out he was a director at the program. I was looking for my next move out of the military. And he told me to come down and check out the program. So with that, uh, he gave me a tour. I really loved what was going on there. And, you know, he, he takes me aside and we'll talk about art or we'll talk about my goals and uh, my next step. So he's been, you know, great help in my life. And, uh, you know, he's really pushed me to become a better artist and inspired me to do better for myself. Well, and you mentioned earlier that your brother, the competition with your brother was a big part of it. Definitely. Uh, were, uh, are any of your siblings, your other siblings artists too? Is this kind of running in the blood? Yeah. So my older brother, he kind of like sketched around a little bit when he was younger, but my younger brother, he's a great artist, amazing, spectacular work. Um, he lives in Colorado right now, and he finds time to practice art when he can. But he's a family man, so he spends most of his time supporting his family. But when he has a chance, he he makes some beautiful paintings, drawings. He's he's excellent. What about your parents? Uh, my parents, <laughs> they're more creative in other means. Like my mom, she does like home decorating when she can for fun and. I don't know. My dad's just, he's just a fly guy. He dresses up, <laughs> rides Harley <laughs> Davidson's. He's just cool. Yeah. Um, do, do you have any um, other artists that you had looked to that have inspired you um, now and where you're at in your career, or maybe even other local people that you look up to that you um, is affecting how, the direction you want to go in your art? Uh, there's a few people. So in, in far, or I'm sorry, in. Uh, Regarding like famous artists, mm -hmm. I've watched a few documentaries about a couple of famous artists that have inspired me, and that includes uh, Jean Michel Basquiat, and just the fact that he's an artist of color and seeing the impact that he left on the world within such a short time in his life that really inspired me, and just the fact that he rose out of uh, you know the lowest parts of the city into this you know widely renowned, uh, world pro proclaimed artist in such a short time, I thought that was pretty amazing. So him and Shepard Ferry as well, uh, is graffiti street artists and, you know, being young in California, like we grew up with a lot of graffiti around, mm -hmm. um, I'm not going to say what our involvement <laughs> was in that, but uh, it was, uh, it was definitely like nice to, you know, see that type of creative expression with, you know, kind of like a no holds bar type thing going on. So, yeah, that, um, the graffiti art, I, I've noticed that in uh, like one of the paintings, actually, that our family had bought. There's a little bit of an influence on that. Will that continue to be an influence, or is it more the cultural aspect of things that you're looking for down the road, like uh, the basqua? Yeah, um, that will always be an influence in my work, just because it's something that I've grown up around, so it's kind of grown as a part of me. But you know, you never know as I grow, I find that uh, art's always evolving. And just as a person, I'm always evolving and changing. Uh, my last piece, I actually uh, wrote a quote in there that says, never forget nothing lasts forever, just because I was thinking about and reflecting about, you know, how often life changes. And, you know, you can be at one 
a particular part of your life and just like that within a, a day or a second or a minute everything could be different so uh it was called temporary and it's kind of a statement about how temporary things are in life um we were just chatting earlier and you're gonna get involved with a program that's really involved around artists of color is that right you want to talk a little bit about that that's correct so spokane arts they're actually uh, organizing a show right now and it's called saturate so it's a show featuring artists of color in the local area where they're going to put their work on display. So uh, as of Friday, I just submitted a couple of uh, entries for that. So hopefully I get picked up. So as, as a person of color, and um, uh, I think you have, you have a philosophy about um, maybe what you want to communicate with the work you're doing. Um, how, tell me how that um, is kind of manifesting itself out. Definitely. Uh, with my work, I like to highlight ethnicity and include uh, a variety of different races um, and feature that on the bigger scale to show the beauty of color to everyone. So uh, a lot of my subjects tend to be black males just because it's something that I mostly relate to. Mm -hmm. And I think it's something that uh, deserves to be shown off in you know, a better light than some of the media uh, outlets are giving it right now. And do we? Do you feel like you're having a, a growing community here, right here in Spokane, which is predominantly white, but is getting more, a little bit more ethnically diverse? Um, have you have you been part of a, a, a growing community in that aspect? Definitely, uh, I really love this community out here. They've embraced me fully, and uh, I've made a lot of different friends. I find that networking is just important as producing art. So that's what I try to do is get out and get involved in the community. Uh, right now I'm the president of the art club over at SFCC. So we try to do a lot of community involvement. We just did a clothing drive in November for Crosswalk. Mm -hmm. So it's a uh, boys and girls facility for um, homeless teens. And I want to say we donated about 20 bags of clothing to them and, you know, help them get through those cold months. Oh, awesome. Um, as you... You, you talk about the skateboarding and the only reason uh, yeah. <laughs> why that uh, triggers something in me because both my kids were uh, grew up in the skateboarding culture. But I noticed uh, you got to hang or you were represented Spokane Community College, Spokane Falls Community College at Chase Gallery. That's right. And you had a, a couple great um, charcoal drawings, but you had a, your 3D sculpture was Thank a skateboard. You. So, yeah, yeah that yeah. was really awesome. So talk a little bit about just that culture and... Uh, why that's so intriguing to you and how that's why that's coming across in your art no problem uh so skateboarding was a big part of my life something i grew up around it's california it's a big part of the culture out there and uh as i was growing up it's just a very tight-knit community and it's something that will stick with me forever but a lot of my art i like to convey either on skateboarding or kind of convey message about skateboarding just because it's it's just such a fun thing to do and it i don't know it just makes me enjoy life that much more it's a way to exercise it's it's a way to uh, involve yourself with a particular group of people that have similar interests um i just love the diversity of the things that you can do with a skateboard everyone has their own different styles as far as skateboarding kind of similar to artists mm -hmm. have their different styles of painting sculpting uh, creating skateboarding is an art of its own so yeah, I mean, one of the things that I, you know, learned <coughs> growing up, having my kids grow up in that culture and watching a lot of that is uh, that I find similar to the art community is that 
it, it can be competitive, but it's competitive in a way that's very supportive. So, um, you know, landing a certain trick on a certain landmark and like, say, here in Spokane, you know, everybody appreciates the fact that somebody did that exactly. and being the first one. And so there's that competitive aspect of being maybe the first one to do it, but everybody is the first one to applaud and recognize that somebody has done that. Or you see people in a skate park, and like you said, there's all kinds of different styles. They all kind of meld in, and everybody kind of acknowledges the them landing certain things and, and, and just kind of uh, appreciating the process of that. Would you, you of find that similar as well? Yeah, definitely. So um, with skateboarding, it's just... Uh it's kind of similar to art because the way that you can grow and the perception of growth that you see within the craft. So, uh, you know, skateboarding, everyone starts at square one, just like art. You know, you start at square one, you're drawing a stick figure, you're drawing lines. Skateboarding's the same way. You're learning how to kick and push on the board, learning how to maybe do your first ollie. And it's it's such a fulfilling thing. Like, you can see the, the satisfaction on a, a kid's face to when, like, they they feel like they're a part of something and i think that's really like one of the most amazing things about skateboarding and why i'll be in my life forever well talking about being a part of something so skateboarding is a community a supportive community as mike was talking about but i mean being an artist and a wrestler Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that's that. You, there probably wasn't a lot of artistic support in the in the wrestling community, and then being in the military, there probably weren't a lot of uh, you know painters or artists or things like that. So, yeah. talk about what it was like being in those kind of non traditional artist type of communities. Yeah, so it was definitely different. Um, sometimes I'd feel like an outsider, but everywhere I'd go in my military career, I'd either find people that appreciated art, or I'd find other artists and. Uh, that was a big thing that kept me motivated to pursue art while I was in the military. It's just a form of creative expression, uh, stress relief, and also, um, you know, just conveying messages that I wanted to with, without anyone else's uh, input. You know, there's so many rules and regulations you have to follow, and, you know, art's completely completely free so and you were talking before the show about a photographer that you met yeah you tell us about yeah. that <laughs> so yeah. my friend corbin lumberg uh is like a big influence in my life uh great guy uh he's a combat he's a combat cameraman for the uh, air force reserves right now what is a combat cameraman what does that mean so he's attached to a special forces unit and uh, he's a public affairs figure but he goes around and he does uh journalism and he also takes photography for uh you know different special forces teams including like seal teams he's worked with rangers he's worked with so uh, when you say combat photographer i mean is he on the missions with them yeah he's on the missions documenting with them. them yeah documenting wow so yeah. it's a lot of classified stuff but he occasionally gets to release photos and uh yeah i met him actually in italy so i was stationed in italy for two years and he messaged me on facebook and was like hey um, i heard you're the artist around here i'd like to get in touch with you and work and so we got in touch, you know, we became great friends, uh, went on all kinds of adventures around Europe, including, uh, you know, painting here and there, uh, drawing. He might have tattooed me a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> and what's he doing now? So he's uh, he's got his photography and media company called Calm Productions with him and his wife. And he's also a working artist as well. So... Uh, he often produces acrylic paintings, and then uh, he does photography. So, right on. It's kind of what he's up to. You're listening to KYRS Medical Lake Spokane, eighty-eight point one and ninety-two point three FM. 
Art Hour receives support from South Perry Pizza, featuring rotating local artists and serving hand-tossed artisan pizza, beer, and wine at 1011 South Perry Street and online at southperrypizzaspokane.com. Hang out with me, Jukebox Jenny, on Sundays from 6 to 8 p.m. to hear America's very own music, the blues. Let me help you shake the trouble out with a mix of funk, R&B, and blues from Delta to Chicago. You'll hear... Don't forget to shake your rump, too. It's a cocktail that will soothe the soul. Working Woman's Blues, Sunday nights, 6 to 8 p.m., right here on KYRS. Invited to cruise Americana Avenue with me, Jim Tate, in your car or at the office, each Tuesday from 2 to 4 p.m. You'll hear the best in progressive American roots music in a multitude of styles. It's Americana Avenue on your radio station, KYRS. Art Hour relies on support from listeners like you. Just $3 a month helps keep KYRS going strong, and you can help by texting Give KYRS to 44321. That's all one word Give KYRS to 44321. When you guys are uh, in Europe, when you were stationed in Europe, did you get, a, get to visit any uh, museums or art museums and, uh, while you were there? We had the opportunity to, but we kind of more like did more traveling on our own accord. We did a lot of street photography. Uh, we actually skateboarded a lot too, so we would bring our boards wherever we go, and uh, that was more of the experiences that we have. Um, we made it to Serbia one time and kind of like documented this breakdancing competition, and it was more like the underground culture that we were fans of. Do you have any uh, stories that you can tell about the underground culture that you? That would be kind of cool to hear. Uh, I'd say, so I can tell you this one about Serbia. Um, it was a Friday night, and we were leaving from work, and we were trying to figure out our plans for the weekend. And uh, he's like, let's let's go to Serbia. And so, you know, I was like, yeah, why not? So we went to sleep. We probably got back up at midnight, and we decided to make this eight-and-a-half-hour eight drive out to Serbia, you know, on a Friday night and come back on Monday when we had to work, so... As we were heading out there, we got to the Croatian and Serbian border, and we didn't have some documents to let our, our car through the border. So uh, he had the plan that we just sleep in the car and wait until the uh, the border guards change their shift, and maybe <laughs> yeah, maybe somebody wouldn't notice that these were the yeah. So maybe someone wouldn't check for the paper. So what uh, could go wrong, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so we thought we were in the clear. We're like, all right, well, it's a couple hours later. The the, the shift changed, so. We end up going back to the border, and the guards are like, 
okay, you got your passport, you got this, you got that. And then so we think we're in the clear. He's like, okay, okay, go ahead. And it's like, wait, 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 one, one thing. Uh, we just need this paper for the car. And we're like, ah, oh, we don't have it. So he sent us away. Uh, he told us that we could take the bus to actually get out there. So we ended up finding a bus station in, uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the city, Vukovar, Croatia. So it's a city right on the border. And we took the bus from Vukovar into Belgrade, Serbia. On this bus ride, we met these two twins. They were kind of dressed, you know, dressed like break dancers or dressed like, you know, dancers or graffiti artists. And we started having a conversation with them, asking what their plans were in Serbia. And they said they were going to a breakdancing competition and invited us to go. And they kind of treated us like a guest of honor when we were there. We got to sit on the stage and uh, <laughs> take photos. And people were asking if we were famous dancers or anything. We're like, no, we just, <laughs> just caught a break and met met some cool guys on the bus. And, uh, yeah, we ended up hanging out with them all weekend. They took care of us, uh, a couple fun after parties. And, yeah, just got to be embedded in the culture and see something that most people or most tourists didn't really you know, get a chance to experience. It's interesting because as you're talking about that, there's so much chance and serendipity in that story. And I talked to an artist recently and he said, my artist taking the idea that's in my head and trying to get it on the, the paper as much as I can. But it sounds like maybe your process is a little bit different. It's just kind of searching for inspiration in these random places. Would you say that that's true? Yeah, definitely. I draw inspiration from literally everything and everywhere, whether it be a conversation, uh, meeting someone new, um, watching movies. I like to watch a lot of old movies uh, over new movies. So I don't know. I, I've probably seen Pulp Fiction like 50 times. <laughs> um, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. nothing wrong with that, right? So, yeah, that's kind of where I get my inspiration. Uh, I talk with my father on the phone probably every day or every couple of days. So he kind of keeps me driven and motivated. And my friends and my family, they always push me too. So, oh, That's great. So from Europe, from Southern California to Spokane, mm-hmm. um, what's – what have you discovered about Spokane in the short time you've been here? Uh, it's definitely a lot different than I thought it was going to be. So I was wrestling for the Air Force. I was in Colorado Springs, and I got the notification that uh, my base was switching from Germany to Fairchild. And I started looking up stuff, and I realized like Spokane was the closest big city to Fairchild. And honestly, I didn't know where Spokane was. Like How I pictured it in my head was <laughs> it was a very rural area with – I, I just pictured these log cabins and cows just, walking through the streets. Yeah, cows walking through the streets. Just, Horses just, tied up on the post. Yeah, the exactly. Post. Yeah, yeah. And uh, just, just it's cold all the time. That's kind of how I saw it. But you guys have some beautiful summers out here. I'm really glad to be a part of that. Can't wait for it to come back. But uh, it's it's a lot different than I thought. Um, there's a you know emerging artistic culture here that has a lot of potential, and I'm just really glad that I got to become a part of it. And you think you're going to stay put for a while? Possibly. Right now, I'm kind of weighing the options for uh, my next move as an artist. But for now, at least until I finish my uh, associates in fine art, I'm definitely going to stay put. We were um, talking to some artists previously in a previous interview. And one of the questions we asked was, um, you know, what's great about the Spokane art scene? But what what what's missing or what could Spokane do to improve the scene? So being from Southern California... She was saying she went to, I think it was Los Angeles or something like that, and ended up in this industrial area. But they had they had a great open space with uh, nothing specifically for artists to do much more large-scale installation work and things like uh, that where you can have a, 
I don't know, a much more uncensored type of an environment mm -hmm. like that. So, I mean, when you're in California, I know they have unbelievable uh, street art Definitely. with the graffiti stuff there and um, like that. But what are your thoughts, you know, and the different places you've seen the art, culture, or the environment, things that inspired you then that uh, maybe could improve the Spokane art scene? Uh, maybe just more advertising, getting more people that uh, aren't as familiar with the art culture scene to, you know, take a second and uh, appreciate the art or come out and see something new, see something different, or just maybe more community involvement to where uh, there's more hands-on activities for people who aren't artists that want to, you know, just become a part of something. Yeah. Um, like music kind of goes and different decades a new that one style kind of gets um i guess a little bit stagnant and so everybody's trying to break the new uh, a new barrier and try to create mm -hmm. something new a new sound a new uh, a way to enter a certain genre mm -hmm. um do you see the um what new things maybe in the in the visual art genre are you looking at it that's giving you cause to pause and think you know maybe i could uh use that in my art uh just different types of uh varying my mediums i think one thing about my style is kind of i don't really have a style because i work with the with so many different uh mediums and try to express myself in so many different ways that um you know someone was telling me the other day that the cool thing about my art or what they liked about it is that you never know what to expect next so i think that's uh something important with moving into the future is staying unpredictable um, not getting stagnant with one thing and uh, just keep progressing and keep growing and evolving. So speaking of not getting stagnant, is there something you look forward to experimenting with that you haven't experimented with yet? Uh, I really want to sculpt out of marble. So right now I've been sculpting with clay and I'm in ceramics right now and it's my first time. So it's very different than I was expecting and it's something I have to quickly adapt to because like with everything I do, I want to do within my best ability and do well. So uh, now I've been putting just extra hours all the time in the ceramic studio. When class is over, I'm just in there busting it out, trying to trying to master the craft and uh, figure it out. But yeah, I always look at the ancient masters and uh, sculpting out of marble. It just seems so romantic. So <laughs> yeah, that's definitely something I'd like to get into. And just the fact that uh, it's a subtractive medium where you get one shot and you know you can't you can't just take some dust and glue it back on <laughs> right <laughs> oh man so i uh one of your pieces that you had um hanging at the the chase gallery was a piece that you had, had at the, the terrain last october mm -hmm. and that was the triptych the charcoal that's right with the lighter and thing like that that's great and i remember the conversation we had and you were saying how much time you spent on it and oh, just yeah. look getting a sense of your discipline and your process just walk Eric and I through the very first time you put the charcoal pencil on that and to the beginning to the end just to kind of for us uh, to get an idea of what goes into that process see so the beginning <laughs> to end so I use vine charcoal I use compressed charcoal and I also use charcoal pencils uh, use an eraser let's see what else did I use uh, q-tips uh, a bunch of different things just so I can get those fine details in there uh, I'd say I probably spent just as much time on the details as I did sharpening the pencils to get those details. But uh, I started out with putting in the vine charcoal. And one of the things about that drawing is that 
I didn't use any white charcoal. So in the middle of it, you'll see a, a flame coming off the lighter. And to keep that area clear, I just had to be very delicate with the medium and just work from the outside in and just keep it very controlled. But I'd probably say I spent a total of 30 hours in that drawing, maybe maybe 25 to 30 hours. So within those three drawings and uh, also getting feedback from my family and friends, uh, my dad and my younger brother, they've got good eyes for details. Uh, my dad can't really uh, translate that into a drawing, but... Uh, he's good at he's good at uh, telling me you know what I did wrong. So. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of uh, mistakes that I made in the drawing that I had to go back and correct so that uh, you know I I could sleep easy at night and uh, uh, it would come across as more visually appealing. But I had to do a lot of studies and uh, close up looks of a lighter. It's something that um, you know people use very often, whether it's for music, uh, showing their expression for love of music or. Um, you know, using it to light a cigarette or, you know, have a joint. I mean, you're in Washington, so why not? <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, it was just very interesting to study a lighter and kind of realize the mechanics of it, uh, why I was um, translating that visually uh, and creating it. So that was definitely an experience. So 30 hours, and I mean, you're going into great detail. So again, uh, to me, that seems like your uh, your approach is very in some ways systematic and very disciplined again it gets back to that wrestling um you know military type of a deal maybe military is outcome based you have a mission you go in you try to accomplish a mission mm-hmm. uh, it seems like your art is you go in with that same kind of a mindset i'm, I'm trying to achieve this but but yeah. you're approaching it like um i'm I'm going in with a very disciplined approach. Definitely. It's like a fight kind of. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, there's, there's there's high points, there's low points. It's almost like a wrestling match, you know, like trying to come out there and uh, win. But uh, there's, you know, so many things that can knock you off your game. Uh, being an artist, I mean, I just have my toe in the water right now. Uh, there's artists, like you were mentioning earlier, uh, Rick. Rick Jean- oh, Jandro, yeah. Rick Jandro. I mean, as a lifelong artist, I mean, there's so many things that can set you back, and it's the same with just completing a piece. I mean, finishing anything and, uh, you know, finishing what you start is very important, and it's something that the military's taught me, and with wrestling, it's taught me as well. So, I mean, whether you win or lose, you got to finish. Um, can you remember a recent setback that you've had in your emerging art career? A recent setback? Let me see. Maybe a piece that just, you know, this this isn't working, a start over, um, uh, you know. Have you been just dejected? Kind of like, man, I don't know. There's been times where I've been uninspired. Uh, Sometimes just not having my family close by. It's Mm -hmm. kind of like, uh, you know, you have a support system, but not having, like, your family physically there. Sometimes it can be, like, distracting, and uh, that's set me back a few times. But other than that, uh, I just try to pick myself up and just keep going no matter what and the same thing with uh like if i make a mistake on a drawing it's too late to start over so i have to find either a way to incorporate that mistake or find a way to fix it as fast as possible but i I would say a big setback that i've had recently as well is learning how to use the wheel on ceramics because that's just something that's completely different it's all about feel and there's no other way you can't just pick it up i mean you have to practice constantly to get that feel for it and 
I probably destroyed, uh, I want to say like 20, 20 different things I was trying to make before I could make one solid wonky thing. So that was something that was kind of frustrating, but I think just with uh, wrestling and being in the Mm -hmm. Air Force and skateboarding and, you know, just having this mindset to just try and try and try until I finally get it, no matter what, that kept me motivated, even though it was completely frustrating, but... Yeah. Yeah. Perseverance, I think, is definitely one of the, the, the key themes. And I think being good at anything and, and also the, the notion that repetition of skills, you know, is also part of a, the creative process. I mean, it may seem mundane or maybe it's uninspiring, but I, I still think you need a certain amount of technique to be able to get out what's in your head on on the medium you're working with, whether it's the the paper or the the sculpture or whatever you're trying to do, of course, yeah. Um, what's uh, any big projects or any showings coming up in the near future that you know of? That other than you mentioned the the saturate, yeah. So that was one I applied for. Uh, there's also a student show that I have a friend that's putting on, and that one's going to be called apostrophe. So those entries are due at the end of March. So I'm working on a couple pieces for that. I want to do a print. It's like a series of relief prints for that. So I think that'll be really fun. Maybe enter a couple paintings in there as well. Well, since you're doing so much experimenting and doing so many different things, what, what are the common factors in say your process in your inspiration and all that? What, what are the commonalities among all these different things that you've done? I would say as far as the, as far as the commonalities, just, the attention to detail I try to pack a lot of detail in all my pieces and uh, with school a lot of them are deadline oriented or every one of them is deadline oriented so just working within that window and trying to pack in all that detail and trying to um, convey what I'm trying to it's difficult sometimes but I somehow find a way to persevere every time and what's your process like are you pretty intense do you just get into it and kind of lose yourself in it yeah, I do a lot of the time. Uh, I like working late into the night. So, like, as I said before, I don't know, the nighttime is just some, like, a time of uh, the day that I feel more creative. And uh, usually I'll just stay up and kind of work with different ideas and just keep plugging away at it, whether it's a drawing or um, a ceramic project. Sometimes I'll take the clay home and just, you know, start molding and just get into a groove where. I'll just finish it out, and uh, next thing you know, it's 2 o'clock in the morning, and I got school at 10, so, yeah. <laughs> well, and since you've kind of just taken the next step, and you never really know what your next step's going to be, I don't know if the, if you have an answer to this question, but do you have something that you think, this is this is kind of a dream project? This is something that I'd love to do, maybe not this year, but at some point, I, I feel like this is the thing that I would want to do. Uh, I want to do a few murals. So when I have more time, uh, I think in the summer, I'm going to try to pursue that more. But I definitely want to do a mural for the city or just something that I can get more eyes on and uh, something that the public can really appreciate. And you've worked with spray paint before. Is that what you, how you want to do it? Yeah, spray paint and also acrylic painting. So there's like a lot of great murals around Spokane, and I'd like to you know add one to that. And have you been connected to some of the muralists that we have here in Spokane, the Benson Brothers or... Uh, Daniel Lopez is another one that comes to mind and certainly others. I actually haven't, so that's going to be something else I'm going to be seeking out is uh, networking with some of these artists and Mm -hmm. trying to find out how I can uh, get opportunities to do these type of things. 
Yeah, Spokane is uh, kind of growing in, in that area. I noticed um, in the last couple of years some really cool um, street mural artists. And, of course, um, that's a big part of the skate culture as well, oh, yeah. you know, <laughs> like that. Um, so so you've got uh, – you want to do a, a mural here or try to get involved in that. And is, is your vision to – make a living doing art or is your vision really to do art and then let the chips fall where they may i definitely love to make a living doing art i feel like that's how i'd be the most fulfilled within my life whether um it's teaching tattooing mm-hmm. or uh you know doing mural art or just practicing and selling my own art so I'm trying to find an avenue where i can make it work to art will be my only way of support um have you done a tattoo yet no, I haven't actually. Uh, I've I've really want to learn the right way to do it, and I don't want to pick up any bad habits. I mean, there's a lot of people walking around with kitchen tattoos that, you know, just didn't turn out good, and uh, I want to learn from a master and do it the right way. Are there? Um, and I'm not really familiar. I know maybe a, a few places. There used to be a guy we used to call Nori here in Spokane who's now gone back to Philadelphia and and really on the same quest that you just mentioned mm-hmm. uh, there were some masters there so there's a real genre in this whole tattoo art world like sure. that but is that something you would do a, like a, an apprenticeship with a training kind of deal I'm not really familiar with that yeah so the proper way to do it is to go out and seek out an apprenticeship so um, right now, I'm just still learning uh, how to design tattoos properly and trying to fill my portfolio with uh, good tattoo designs before I go and seek that out. But there's a lot of artists out here that are really talented. Uh, there's an artist named Chris Spriggs. He actually works right across the street at Rage City, oh. and he's an amazing artist. Uh, he's going to be doing my next tattoo, so that's definitely uh, an artist that you guys should check out if you have a moment. Now, when you say design tattoos properly, what what are, what are the things that go into designing a tattoo that makes it different than doing some other art? Well, the thing about a tattoo is that it's going to be something on your skin versus a canvas, so where, uh, you know, canvases are protected, uh, they're in the house, you don't have to worry about them sweating, uh, they don't really age as much as skin does as fastly, so uh, that's... something that's very important about designing tattoos is the way that uh, it's going to age and look over time as far as uh, detail and bold lines. You want to have something that's going to hold all the ink in and uh, it's going to be with you and look good on you for as long as possible. So, And how long would an apprenticeship last for something like that? It varies. I've talked to a few tattoo artists. Uh, Some people say it can last a year. Some people say it can last two years. I've talked to an artist that's finished his in six months. So I think it really varies on uh, the person and uh, just how fast they can pick up things. So, yeah, my fingers are crossed for that opportunity in the future. But right now, I'm just getting prepared. Ah, cool. Do you have? Uh, do you listen to music uh, while you work on art, or you have to be secluded away from all that? Uh, I'm kind of secluded. I like to talk on the phone with my younger brother and my father a lot. So, oh. yeah, it's kind of interesting. So usually, I'm always talking on the phone with friends family and just creating while i'm talking so and they're saying brandon it's two in the morning why are you calling me <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> except in hawaii it's, yeah hawaii yeah, that's, that's a nice yeah. thing so yeah. Yeah, it's probably yeah yeah my sister lives in hawaii uh, my parents live with her over there so it's easy to get in contact with them when it's late over here they're two and a half hours or two hours behind so yeah um, do you do podcasts or things like that is there another other interests that you have that you know maybe not exclusively connected to art but things that you just like to do to keep you intellectually stimulated 
For sure. I like listening to the Joe Rogan podcast. So uh, I'll put him on a lot. And he just always has some interesting guests on there with some interesting things to say. So it's kind of a way to get uh, culture from places that you wouldn't really expect. So just kind of like the obscurity or the diversity of guests that he has on there kind of inspires me to create different things too. When you're so eclectic, I'm wondering, have you tried your hand at writing? Is that something that you've done or want to do? Uh, A little bit. I've actually recorded a few songs, but there's more to come on that. What what genre? What what kind of songs? I actually rap. Oh, okay. Yeah, I do. Yeah, so. Can we find it anywhere that we can listen to it, or is it still in the vault? There- it's still in the vault right now. <laughs> so I, might, I might release it one day. So. All right, Brandon. Yeah. Now that we know this, the word's going to get out here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's that's very right. cool. And, and who like inspires you in that genre? Uh, I would say more like J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar, Jay-Z, uh, just really almost like traditional style rappers versus uh, you know the other type of music that's out there. Yeah, and you, you so you seem like you're you kind of have a old soul and a young body. You talked about your movies. You like to watch the older movies. Mm. Uh, you know, you like to talk on the phone rather than text. Phone, yeah, <laughs> you know. So I think that's really actually kind of re- uh, refreshing uh, in a lot of ways. Is your family really traditional in that sense as well? Yeah, they really are. We're tight knit. Um, we like to spend the holidays together, even though we're far away from each other. We all live in different uh, parts of the country, actually. My older brother, he lives in Washington, D.C. Uh, my younger brother, he lives in Colorado Springs. Uh, my parents, my sister, they live in Hawaii. So we always make time for each other. Um, I was just in Hawaii for Christmas, spending time with my nephew and nieces, and that was a really fun opportunity. So. Oh, that's that's great. What made you decide? I'm I'm just thinking back to that. What made you decide not to uh, keep going with the military? I just wanted to pursue art full time. I had the chance to stay in. I wanted to. Um, I just kind of weighed out the options and was thinking about the fact that if I did do the 20 years and retire, I would be you know in my late 30s, which it was. Not, I could still pursue art at that time, but I figured the younger the better and i can still take advantage of these you know opportunities so you know i was uh speaking with um uh, a gal named shelly weinkoop you know that works at the spokane arts uh, grant association you know Mm -hmm. and uh, a couple of things we were talking about you know eric one of the things eric and i want to do is just our little small part in promoting and supporting the arts in the spokane community but um she gets a lot of requests for the the business end of art, how to be your own sole proprietor, how you do your taxes, um, how you write for grants, how you submit for you know call, calls for artists and things like that. Um, have you spent much time, or is that part of the curriculum they have at Spokane Falls, or do you see that as a, a valuable need? That's a valuable need, so that's something I definitely need to be put more focus into. So I. That's something I'm going to have to put on my list, uh, get with her and try to you know, pick up some of this game. <laughs> oh, well, that's something, you know, we, we could also promote because that's something they want to do is professional development. You know, an artist will come in and just, you know, say, yeah, I just did my taxes. This is what you need to be thinking about if you're going to uh, make your living, you know, doing art and what you can, you know, write off and all your expenses and things that go into that. But, you know, the other thing is, is I uh, getting back into you've been accepted um, and and a, a few things already in a short amount of time, uh, mm-hmm. your submissions terrain. And that's the other thing, some people uh, that get rejected, yeah. um, 
which is another maybe another great question to follow up and how, how artists handle rejection but a lot of it's not necessarily to do with their work it's how they submitted but not just following the right protocol and yeah. following those kind of things like that so but maybe to get back to that you could talk a little bit about that but also about first time you got rejected with your work and what that felt like first time i got rejected with my work <laughs> i'm trying to <laughs> Mike seems really concerned with rejection today. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's talk about acceptance instead. Is that okay, all right? Yeah. Well, speaking of acceptance, uh, so where where can we see your work? I mean, do you have shows coming up, like through Falls or somewhere else? Yeah. So right now, I have work on display at the Chase Gallery over in City Hall. So if you guys want to check that out, they're doing a student exhibition. So they select students to represent each of the programs around here. Uh, North Idaho College is featured. Gonzaga. Uh, Eastern, Spokane Falls, and uh, Whitworth as well. So uh, you can check out my artwork. I have three pieces over there right now. So if you have a chance to go out there, I'm sure you love the show. You can get eyes on a lot of different work from the students that are producing out here. So, And how about social media? Yeah. Can we find uh, stuff out there? Where would we find it? Yeah, social media. I have an Instagram that's at BMJART, so BMJ Art, and I have a website. It's BMJart.com. And do you put most of your stuff up there? Yeah, both. So my my social media, Instagram, uh, it's more personal. You can kind of get a view into my personal life, and then you can also see uh, more of my process. I'm always posting on my live story, and I'm just posting a lot of uh, things that I'm up to at school, whether it's in uh, my personal craft, too. And then on my website, you can just see uh, my resume, uh, things that I've been a part of, upcoming shows that are uh, on the horizon as well. So um, what you talked about the parts of your personal life as being part of the things that you have on some of those social media sites. What haven't we asked about your personal life that would be on there that would be of interest? Um, <laughs> I can't that really, we haven't asked, yeah. I can't really put my yeah. thumb on anything. Well, you can keep thinking about that. Yeah. One. I guess I'm going to ask a similar type question All because right. what I'm hoping is, I mean, we're both educators, yeah. so I'm hoping young people, people yeah. who maybe are just starting in art or maybe haven't started but are interested and a little afraid of it, do you have advice for people who either want to do art and haven't done it yet or are just starting out? Yeah, just give it a shot. I mean, you have nothing to lose. Uh, as you progress, you know, you'll get more eyes on your work. And uh, the more skills that you have, you can depart from those and you can start experimenting. But the fundamentals are the most important thing and uh, learning how to do it the right way and not trying to – you got to learn to walk before you can run. So Now, just, when you say the fundamentals, yeah. do you mean like – going on to YouTube and looking at videos? Yeah, that's, or? that's a great way to do it. I mean, I've learned so much from YouTube uh, with this day and age. I mean, like, it's that age of information, so everything's out there on the Internet. If you want to learn how to draw, uh, it's there. It's free, and you should take full advantage of it. People say they can't draw all the time, but I think that's false. I mean, if you if you can write your name, you're technically drawing. So you take those same skills and apply it to actually uh, trying to communicate something visually, and it's possible. Now, what would you say is the value of, because you're in classes too, what, what is mm-hmm. the value of being in class versus uh, the YouTube videos? What do you get out of that? What more do you get out of it? Uh, being in class is you can ask questions. Uh, there's a variety of professors that have uh, expertise in all different types of mediums, and it's just so much more personal. 
they have time for you outside of class so where they can help you out with you know personal issues and the fact that these are all people that have uh, spent some time as working artists or still are working artists while they're instructing is uh, very valuable and like learning kind of how they work and how they continue to make a living as an artist it's inspiring just to have those type of people around and you just surround yourself by other creative people it kind of you know fuels uh, more expression and ideas that was going to be my next question do you find that there's kind of collaboration that there's a lot of uh, uh you know with the peers in there that you're getting a lot of that too oh for sure yeah it's always nice because um i would say there's healthy competition at the school mm-hmm. but uh the other thing is just uh making friends that are artists and finding people with similar interests and that are uh into the same things that you are when our like the whole art kid is perceived as almost like a taboo where you know they think they're just uh homebodies all the time but you know meeting other uh extroverted artists or just kind of seeing the different personalities that all type of artists have i mean it's not just one type of person that you're ever going to meet yeah, it's interesting. You said healthy competition at school, mm-hmm. and then you were competing with your older brother in art. Yeah, you're a wrestler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, to what extent? I mean, I don't know if you've thought about this, but to what extent do you view your art as a form of competition? Um, I guess it's there a little bit because uh, just the fact that there's there's always room for all art, but there's only so much room for some art in some places. So, uh, the fact that you know, you have to have unique ideas and you have to have uh, good craftsmanship and cleanliness about handling. That all goes hand in hand with, uh, you know, how important your focus on the craft is and uh, what sets you apart from your peers or what sets you apart from other artists trying to apply from the, for the same opportunities as you because, you know, a lot of the times they only have so many slots and you have to do something to set yourself apart so you can be a part of that. And it sounded like, too, as you were talking, there's a competition with yourself as well a little bit. Exactly. Just get better uh, in the technique and all that. Yeah. Yeah. That's one thing about my artwork. And when I look back, um, I'll see particular things that I did right, but I always find some kind of mistakes, something I could have done better, um, places that I can improve upon, uh, areas for growth that I need to work on. So it's, it's always a a process about growing and evolving and uh, it's just something that I can never be completely satisfied with one thing and as an artist it's it, committing your life to learning forever so you know I'm never finished I'm never um, completely set on how good something was even if the public perceived it well I'm always trying to find ways to improve well growing and evolving so your dream is to uh do a marble sculpture Uh, i mean is that something that's actually on the table is that something that they would do at falls or is that something you'll have to go and do the youtube video and figure it out for yourself uh i don't think they offer the marble sculpture at the falls but there's different types of uh, sculpting classes uh next next quarter i'm actually gonna be taking a three-dimensional sculpture so Maybe I can uh, find a grant or something to get a hold of some marble. And uh, I can't imagine that's cheap. <laughs> no, it's no. definitely not. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. I'm just trying to think of the wrong hit on the chisel. You know. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Spokane Falls uh, will run two years, and you'll mm-hmm. be done. And then you, um, in the back of your mind, you're thinking about finishing at a, at a four-year school. I know, as you talked with uh, Carl, or play it by year after year two years. Yeah, I'm definitely planning on getting my bachelor's as well, but I'm just trying to find the right school right now. Yeah, so, still looking at that, yeah. which means that probably could go to if you have to relocate and you know, find another. 
Exactly. Yeah. Well, and you evolve so quickly that who knows where you'll be by the time you have your your AA, right? Yeah, I just hope hope it'll just uh, keep going up and just trying to put my best foot forward and uh, pray for the best. Yeah. Um, well, I hope how many more, how much um, you have left at Spokane Falls? Are you in year one or two right now? I'm in year two, and I should graduate in the fall because I started late. So I played some catch up. I knocked out a couple of classes last summer too so uh it's looking like in the fall i should be finished with everything oh excellent well way to go um yeah i don't know eric uh what do you think i i think with his work ethic and um just you know the desire i guess i think that's the key to success just to keep self-improving yourself and your craft i i'm i'm excited for your future i think we're going to hear him more about Brandon Johnson for really sure. Appreciate it. Yeah. Well, and I think it's going to be fun to watch what's new because I have a feeling you're never going to stay put. So it's going to be. I mean, who knows? Maybe you'll make your name as a as a recording artist, and <laughs> all this other stuff will just be a hobby. I mean, you're just dipping your toes in so many different things. I think that's really cool. So I'm just excited to see what's next. Thank you. Yeah. Um, no, well, I just say thanks for being here. I really uh, appreciate you thanks guys for, having me. Thanks for coming. <laughs> 